Good evening, Birds Down Under fans and our 1-0 Philadelphia Eagles. Woo! I got up super early this morning to watch the uh, Philadelphia Eagles take on the Detroit Lions in the first regular season game of the 2022 season, and I was not disappointed. I literally felt like a kid waking up on Christmas morning early, uh, screaming in my living room at 5.30 in the morning. But uh, it was it was worth it, I tell you. You know, although it was a much closer game than I think anybody would have liked, uh, at 38-35, the Eagles persevered they beat a team that had a really really rabid land loud fan base um supporting them in detroit who play in a dome so the loud the loud um fans really make a massive difference when you're playing indoors but the eagles overcame adversity early the lions jumped out to a seven nothing lead but somehow the eagles battled back and did what they did and then all of a sudden they're up 17 nothing or uh, they're sorry they're up by 17 points and you thought geez they're going to run away with this game it didn't quite play out that way but uh hey a win is a win they're hard to come by on the road even if the lions weren't a very good team last year i think they're going to be better this year so let's start out by breaking down the good things we saw in the game uh number one and it's far and away the number one is number 11 Mr. A.J. Brown. So you would have recalled that I converted my old number 11 Carson Wentz jersey to a number 11 A.J. Brown jersey. Well, safe to say I felt pretty smart about that decision because A.J. Brown was absolutely next-level phenomenal. The guy caught 10 passes for 155 yards, tying his career best for a single game. He caught a 55-yarder from Jalen Hurts. He caught hard passes. He caught passes over the middle. He broke tackles. He's just incredible, and he's only 25 years old. We gave up a first-round pick and made him the most uh, high-paid player on the team. But I tell you, he looks like he's worth every single dollar. And boy, it just looks like a different offense with him. Now, the one concern I will raise here is that Jalen really locked on to AJ quite frequently um, to the detriment of number six, Devontae Smith, our second receiver, who was our leading receiver last year and a great player in his own right. And that's got to change. We need to have balance. We need to get AJ and Devontae both going. They both need to get their opportunities. Devontae is supremely talented in his own right. This is a guy who won the the Heisman Trophy, which is America's top college football player um, two years ago for Alabama. So this is not somebody we can ignore in the offense and nor would we want to. But getting back to the positive sides here, AJ Brown was literally next level phenomenal. So um, such a great start and so, so encouraging for all of all of Eagles fan nation to be taking a look at, whether you're in Australia or America or Canada. So very, very exciting there. Um, I'd say number two, you know, it was that perseverance thing. They got down early, like they, they overcame adversity. And they did it um, at the end of the game, running the ball, playing power football when they could have panicked. Um, they could have, you know, just thrown the ball up and done some silly things and risked the game, but they didn't. They stuck to what they're good at. And the offensive line, you know, starting with Jordan Mailata, through to Landon Dickerson, uh, Jason Kelsey, uh, Isaac Sayamalu, and then, of course, Lane Johnson all played reasonably well. They were better in the run game than they were in the pass protection game. So that means they... they pushed guys around better when they were running the ball than they did stopping guys from tackling or trying to tackle Jalen Hurts. Jalen was under duress a lot, but again, they showed uh, grit and determination in overcoming adversity on the road, a tough opponent in week one, a very physical opponent. So, you know, there's really something to be said for that. And I think that's a major positive for the team. Um, number three, we got some good performances from some of our first time new Eagles, namely, uh, Kaiser White, our new linebacker who came over from the Chargers, 
tipped a ball that uh, got picked off by uh, Bradbury, our new uh, James Bradbury, our new corner who came over from the Giants. So two of our new additions really did make a big impact. Uh, James Bradbury then took that interception back to the house for six points. He scored a touchdown, which is great. You love when the defense scores a touchdown. So that was really encouraging. So two of the big new additions on defense certainly showed up and made some plays. I thought Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, um, who we mentioned the last time, who they just traded for, also looked good in coverage. You know, had a couple of lapses and some missed tackles here and there. But generally speaking, um, you know, a really strong performance from him considering he joined the team, you know, a week and a half ago or whatever it was. So the newcomers really came to play. So that would be the third thing I'd really highlight as, as to be a real positive for the game. Uh, things that concern me, the defense concerned me, to be honest. They were not good against the run. So our defensive line, I didn't like the substitutions that Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, made. You know, early you saw a lot of our new defensive end stand-up outside linebacker Hassan Reddick not being played in a role that I thought was the most conducive. We got very little pass rush pressure. We had one sack on the game. Not a lot of pressure on Jared Goff. And this is a guy last year who I think we sacked seven times when we beat the Lions handily. So it was a real concern to see a lack of pass rush yet again, which has been a real theme for the team. And again, pass rush is when our big guys on the defense tackle their quarterback. And it's a really important aspect of the game. And again, as I explained last week, that's what Jordan Mailata stops. Um, and their team did a good job of stopping the Eagles from doing that. So uh, a real concern there because the less you get to the quarterback, the more they have time to sit back there and pick your defense apart. Um, and while the defense didn't give up a huge amount of passing yards against a better quarterback, and we will see that better quarterback literally next week with Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, um, if we don't get more pressure on Kirk Cousins, he will literally kill us. Uh, Justin Jefferson is wide receiver today. Again, breaking records left, right, and center. So, you know, just something for us to be aware of. That's a real, real concern of mine. Just overarchingly, the defense didn't play well. Run defense, um, pass rush. So a lot of room for improvement there. I'm probably being a little harsh, but, you know, that's the facts. Um, when you allow the Detroit Lions to score 35 points, there's that leaves a lot to be desired, if you will, in, uh, in how you played the game. I would also say I was a little disappointed with some of the newcomers um, from a draft standpoint so jordan davis didn't play a ton certainly didn't show up much at all on the stat sheet when he did play nicobe dean barely got into the game um himself only when uh who was it i think it was kaiser white came out of the game looked like he'd hurt his shoulder a little bit and he came out i suppose one positive that you know if we're gonna if we're gonna hit hit up the uh defense with criticism fletcher cox had a sack and i think fletcher looked better and I've seen him in a while. Fletcher Cox is our longtime kind of Pro Bowl defensive tackle, one of the big guys on the team. Uh, he's had a couple of down seasons in a row, so it was nice to see him show up today. He actually had a sack, and it was great to see Brandon Graham back on the field, I might add. So Brandon didn't play probably as many snaps as I would have anticipated. So Brandon last year tore his Achilles tendon in the second game. Uh, the heart and soul of the defense, the guy who strip-sacked Tom Brady in the Super Bowl in 2017, Great to have him back. He's a physical presence. He's a strong guy. He plays the run well. And I think Jonathan Gannon's just got to use his personnel a little bit wiser on defense. So, you know, those are some criticisms. Again, I don't think the offensive line pass blocked very well. And we had a lot of kind of careless penalties. 
also, which is a real concern. Just, you know, some of it you can chalk up to first game jitters, first game rust, because let's be honest, the starters really barely play during the preseason, certainly in preseason games. So that was bound to be a factor, but it was surprising kind of how many penalties we suffered that were really self-inflicted. And that sloppiness is what kept the Lions partly in the game. So, you know, it's something that's got to get cleaned up pretty quickly. I know Coach Sirianni is going to be very focused on that in the coming days and weeks. And actually, it's occurred to me, one last real bright spot, I'd say, was Miles Sanders, our running back, and I would argue our maligned running back. So again, the running back is the person who carries the ball on offense. Usually a pretty exciting player. And Miles um, produced some pretty big runs for us today. The biggest being a fourth quarter run he had where it looked like he was stopped um, third and two in the in the hole. It looked like he was going to get tackled for a loss. Somehow found the gap, shot forward for 24 yards. That was a really, really critical play. And Jordan Malata had a nice had a nice block on that play as well, which is again nice to see the hometown boy doing well. So, you know, hat tip to Miles Sanders. He looked pretty explosive today. No ball security issues because he has a habit of dropping the ball on the ground called fumbling. Uh, no issues there. So, and you know, I should also tip my hat to Jalen Hurts. He battled. He, I didn't love his day passing because he was so dependent on, you know, AJ Brown, but he had some really critical big, big runs. I would implore any of you who haven't at least watched the highlights to go to NFL.com and find the Eagles and Lions um, game. And you can just watch the five minute highlights package. Um, and just get a sense of what I'm talking about. You know, put some names um, to plays and just go and see what happened there. If nothing else, go watch the amazing A.J. Brown 54-yard catch from Jalen Hurts, which was a lovely pass and a great uh, great thing to see. So hat tip to Jalen. I don't think it was his best passing game, but his running absolutely killed the Lions. And there were so many times where it looked like the Lions had him dead to rights. And he broke out and he made a play with his legs. And also got a couple of penalties against uh, the other team for doing silly things. They were getting frustrated, and one of the Lions got ejected from hitting him in the head and then retaliating. So, you know, that's what you get when the, when the uh, opposing team gets frustrated. So certainly good to see. Uh, around the NFC East are foes. So the New York Giants somehow disappointingly beat the Tennessee Titans right at the last minute. The Titans field goal kicker missed a 47-yard game-winning field goal which you just can't do in the NFL. Really disappointing on a couple levels. Tennessee John obviously is heartbroken. We had him on last week. And what a great guest he was, I might add. Um, we've had three great guests now. Matt from uh, from Toronto, Mike from Melbourne, and Tennessee John. Um, all are great. We're going to have him back on. But uh, So happy for Matt, the Giants fan, but unhappy for John, the Tennessee Titans fan who suffered a really tough, um, a really tough loss you know, at the hands of a missed field goal. And then the Washington Commanders did beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, the Washington Commanders are quarterbacked by none other than Carson Wentz, our old number 11 quarterback who I've happily replaced the nameplate on my jersey with. And uh, lastly, and sadly, leastly, because I mean this, uh, I feel for Melbourne Mike, um, the Dallas Cowboys had a tough night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who frankly made the Eagles look pretty amateur last year twice. Um, but Dak Prescott broke a bone in his throwing hand and will be out for several weeks by the sounds of it. They don't have a great backup quarterback situation, so you can see them try and make a move right now. I'm not sure whether they'd be able to pry um, Jimmy Garoppolo from the San Francisco 49ers because I can't see the 49ers wanting to help out the Cowboys. That just doesn't seem very logical considering the two of them faced off in the playoffs last year. But yeah, the uh, the Cowboys are in trouble from an injury standpoint. And as as we when we had Melbourne Mike on, I did say you never want to see 
one of your big rival teams, you know, suffering because of injuries, you know, you want it to be an even an even match uh, with everyone's best players on the field. So the fact that Dak is going to miss several weeks is a real uh, a real letdown for the Cowboys, and I, I do feel for Mike. And uh, well, I'm going to leave it at that. I feel for Mike. I don't feel for the Cowboys in general, but Mike's a mate of mine, and um, you know, I know it'd be frustrating for him. So, but. That Cowboys team has proven to be resilient in the past, and you never know. Uh, crazier things have happened. They've got a lot of talent, a lot of talented coaches and play, players in other positions, and their defense played exceptionally well, I might add. Um, they lost 13, uh, sorry, 19-3, to and they did a great job against the Buccaneers' offense and Tom Brady. We all know that dreamboat. He's been doing this for far too long, and they really kept Tom Brady in check um for most of the game so a real credit to that defense certainly i i witnessed a couple of micah parsons sacks um that guy's an absolute uh a wrecking ball you know he played very very well as did the whole cowboys defense so they've um they've got a lot to work with there so when dak prescott got hurt two years ago um and missed the season with a knee injury um they didn't have that kind of defense to fall back on so you know, I think uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, as I say, you can never really count the Cowboys out just because they do have an awful lot of talent. So as it stands right now, the Eagles are tied with the Commanders and the Giants for first place, all tied 1-0, or one win and no uh, losses, and the Cowboys are 0-1. But it's early, and if, if, uh, if I've learned anything watching the NFL is don't uh, crown the Super Bowl victor after the first week. You know, um, there's been plenty of situations where teams come out a little cold and then get hot by the end of the season when they need to get hot and get on a real run in the playoffs. So, yeah, let's not make too much of it. But, uh, you know, certainly nice to see the NFC East playing a little bit more competitive football. We have been nicknamed the NFC Least. That is the division we, we reside in for quite a while now and frankly probably deserve that moniker because the 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 play of the division on a whole has been pretty poor um with some you know outlier performances namely the eagles winning the super bowl in 2017 uh the giants won a couple of super bowls in the last 15 years so you know we've had success but as a as a whole the division has been pretty weak so it's nice to see some week one success for everybody So next week, we play the Minnesota Vikings, which is a really, really challenging game because the Vikings um, kept their players, and they had some good players, but they got rid of a coaching staff that were, by all means, I think the the sense is keeping the team back, holding their potential back and so now they've kind of got a new coaching staff who've really reinvigorated that um that roster i think they played incredibly well they made the packers look like amateurs which is not easy the packers are a great team um they have aaron Rodgers, so any team with aaron Rodgers is going to be a tough out and they really beat the packers up so it's a real challenge for the eagles uh i have to admit i cannot remember if this game is on the road or it's in philly um if it's in minnesota Man, that is a massive challenge. And while we sit here, I will see if I can come up with the answer to that. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a really tough tough game one way or another. But if it's in Minnesota, which is in a dome, I can tell you right now, that is going to be a very, very, very challenging game for the Eagles. And um, yeah, they're going to have to play an awful lot better than they did against the Lions. I suppose the one kind of... Uh, the the one silver lining is the Lions stadium was loud and hostile, so they'll at least have played in an indoor environment in a team's opposing stadium where they can't hear themselves think. But um, yeah, the Vikings present a whole different host of problems, and they're really going to have to tighten things up. But as I say, they're one and zero. Some really great things came out of today, namely that we have a star receiver now in AJ Brown, and it's been a long time since we could say that. And uh, the Eagles did enough to win. 
So they've got to play better than that if they want to be good teams, but you have to beat the teams you play. Um, and going on the road in a dome week one when everybody thinks they have a chance. Every Everyone's the same record, you know? So a team like the Lions, who could end up being not a very good team this year, but who knows? And uh, those fans believe. Week one, man, they're, they're screaming the loudest. They'll probably scream all season because, they, you know, they've got hope. So uh, those games can be an underrated tough challenge for any opponent uh, or for any team. So that was certainly no different for the Eagles. Otherwise, again, from a Jordan, uh, actually, I, I will call this out. Aaron Sipos, our punter, um, who again is an ex-AFLer. I believe he's from Melbourne. He played quite well. Uh, he had a couple of nice punts. So Aaron, good start for him. Again, I think he really needed a good start uh, after last season. Let's be honest. Again, he uh, did not end the season well at all. The colder the weather got, um, the worse he punted, which is understandable. But um, yeah, it, uh, it's going to be great to, uh, to hopefully see him improve this year. Because I think it would make a big difference for the team if um, if Aaron Sipos can play well. And uh, last comment is they did bring Britton Covey up from the practice squad. And Britton played okay. I mean, he just looks very competent as a punt returner. And I can tell you, just knowing that the person back there is not going to fumble is a massive weight off any fan's shoulders. Because it's really terrifying when you don't trust who's back there. And frankly... Um, when we had uh, Jalen Rager back there, I never, ever, for once, thought, "Oh boy, we're in good hands here. This is gonna, this is gonna be just fine." Um, you know, always a little bit terrifying to think, you know, is uh, is Jalen gonna drop the ball? Is he gonna fumble? And so I think Britton Covey, if nothing else, gives us a really sure pair of hands, and uh, I think some explosiveness. And he's uh, he'll be he'll be a player to watch. I think. Otherwise, I'm going to keep this short tonight. No guests, um, no animal sightings. Although, yeah, my fish and the snail seem to be getting along. If anybody's wondering about fish watch, uh, everything seems to be okay in the tank tonight. My cat's funny. Um, got a big box today from Amazon. And I said uh, to the family, how long if I put this box on its side on the ground will it take before the cats go in the box? It was about 10 seconds. Both cats ran in there like it was a little uh, fort. So very cute. But uh, no meowing tonight. So... Um, if that's something you, uh, like to hear on the podcast, I will, uh, make sure they do some meowing next show. Otherwise, everybody, um, please watch the highlights of the game and, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, we will have Kiwi Glenn back from Europe quite soon. He's, uh, he's been trying on lederhosen in Germany recently, sizing up some, some really tight three quarter length pants made out of leather. Um, so look forward to hearing, uh, him on our podcast as soon as he gets back and he can give us some of that Kiwi insight of somebody who's a little bit newer to the team but still pretty passionate about the Eagles. So looking forward to get Kiwi Glenn on um, when he gets back from Europe. Otherwise, everybody, hey, we're 1-0. Enjoy it. Everybody, thank you for listening and uh, talk to you next week. Bye-bye.